Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Marvin McIlvaney will look at the prosperity gospel in his Bible in the News report. And James Collins welcomes author Chris Putnam to discuss Christian apologetics from an apocalyptic perspective. Friends, what is your worldview? Would you say you have a supernatural worldview? Chris Putnam is here to share how having a supernatural worldview offers a close and careful look at supernatural and paranormal phenomena through the lens of biblical scholarship. Chris Putnam was a successful author and Bible prophecy scholar. He was famously known for being the co-author of the best-selling books On the Path of the Immortals, Petrus Romanus, Exo Vaticana, and The Final Roman Emperor, all of which were written with Tom Horn. Sadly, Chris Putnam passed away unexpectedly on March the 2nd, 2017. He was only 51 years old. One of the last books Chris published was a book titled The Supernatural Worldview. In the book, Chris examined the paranormal, psychic, and the apocalyptic. The book was written from a sound Christian perspective in a way that did not assume such phenomenon as either demonic or just nonsense. Today on The Watchman on the Wall, we're going to spotlight Chris Putnam and the supernatural worldview. Through the magic of radio, we will hear audio clips of Chris talking about the book from an interview recorded just before his death. In the interview, Chris revealed why he believed the church rejects the supernatural. It's perfectly understandable. If you look historically, of course, there's been a lot of superstition. You know, people used to think that diseases were caused by, you know, demons and things like that. We found out there are germs. So, you know, there's some good sound reasons for some of that. But of course, in the Bible, we see Jesus healing people by casting out demons. So it's not an exclusive answer that germs are the cause of of diseases. So there's some kind of balance there. But because our educational system is so geared toward philosophical naturalism that only nature exists, we automatically default to the natural explanation and don't even look for a supernatural explanation often. People in the Bible believed in demons, in the power of prayer, and in miracles. But today, most people reject such things. Listen now as Chris continues with his thoughts on the supernatural worldview. There are a lot of superstitious beliefs that have been debunked, and you know some of that's a really good thing. It's created a good healthcare system and a lot of things like that. Yet, at the same time, it's created a disconnect with our spirituality and our beliefs as Christians. And it's really created what they call a missiologist named Paul Hybert wrote a book called The Flaw of the Excluded Middle. Now, in logic, the excluded middle means something's either true or false, there's no middle position. In this position, he's saying reality is three-tiered. There's the natural world, this is where science, you know, chemistry, physics, all these laws, and then there's this middle realm. And this would be charismatic phenomenon. It would be things like ghosts, spirits, miracles. And then there's God, heaven, angels. And, you know, most Christians live in the natural world. Then they go to church on Sunday. They worship God, the third level. And the middle level just is completely ignored. That's really the problem is that we don't have an adequate 
understanding of the middle level. Chris believed that the difference in the supernatural worldview and the natural worldview had to do with the way people perceive life, death, and reality. Those are the basic worldview questions, and I cover several versions of those in the book. Some of the simple ones are things like, you know, who are we? You know, why do we exist? You know, what's the problem? Those kind of ultimate questions, questions that children ask, you know, basic questions about reality. And that's what the worldview will answer. So naturalism holds that nature is ultimate. Chemistry, physics, those laws, those are the ultimate laws of the universe. A supernatural worldview is something above nature, something outside of nature. Now, the reason I say science is undermining materialism and naturalism is Big Bang cosmology. Okay, They say at some point in time, before time began actually, everything came into existence from nothing. Okay, That includes nature. So whatever started nature is by definition above nature. In Latin, that's supra naturalis, supernatural. So there has to be a supernatural to get it all started. I'm James Collins, and we are listening to the late Chris Putnam talk about his book, The Supernatural Worldview. This interview was recorded not long before Chris passed away. In the interview, Chris discussed how even pastors today have rejected the supernatural worldview. From the Radio Vault, here again is Chris Putnam. To be fair to pastors, it's hard for them to keep up with all these developments. I mean, most pastors are dealing with marriages, with children, divorces, you know, all kinds of counseling issues. So, I mean, they have a full plate. So it's really hard for them to read the latest philosophy books and science books and keeping up with all that stuff. So I do want to have some empathy for the fact it's really hard to keep up with all this stuff. So that's why books like this are necessary, so that these things can be talked about. But I think a lot of it is just being educated in the West. You're indoctrinated with naturalism. I mean, if you take any science in college, this is what they hammer you with, and pastors aren't immune to that. And especially in the more liberal denominations, they just kind of accept it. Now, Southern Baptists and Assemblies of God and a lot of the other don't necessarily fall into that camp, but... You know, it's hard to escape it living in the West because you'll be ridiculed, basically, if you express supernatural beliefs in a lot of contexts. Chris continued by saying that having a natural worldview is hopeless. It's a hopeless worldview. I mean, if atheism is true, if naturalism is true, then, you know, you die, you get thrown in the ground, get eaten by worms, that's the end of it, and there's no justice. I mean, Adolf Hitler got away with it, basically. There is no ultimate justice if naturalism is true. There's no hope. There's no hope that you'll ever see your loved ones again or any of those things. And people are not comfortable living that. It's just, it's not our nature. We know better internally. You know, the Bible said that God put eternity in men's hearts so that they would seek him. And I think that's absolutely true. And that's why people can't live consistently with the naturalist worldview. Even naturalists will come out and say things completely inconsistent with what they say they believe when it comes right down to it, when they're forced to. One of the more controversial aspects of the supernatural worldview has to do with near-death experiences. For the past several years, many books have been published by people claiming to have had a near-death experience, but much of their recollections about the afterlife are not biblical. In his book, The Supernatural Worldview, Chris gave several chapters to examine near-death experiences. Here's what he had to say about the topic. I think the near-death experience is probably the most powerful evidence for 
the Christian worldview for the existence of the soul and the afterlife that there is. It's the premier piece of evidence. Yet, many Christians have dismissed it and they're throwing it out. Why is that? Well, a lot of the descriptions of heaven are not consistent with the Bible. You know, a lot of the theology is not consistent with the Bible. But they're missing the point. And the point is, in my book, I make a distinction. There's the veridical and the transcendental part of a near-death experience. Okay, veridical is a fancy word that means verifiable. You can check it out. Somebody says they left their body, they flew over to their neighbor's house, they saw what they were eating for dinner. Okay, go ask the neighbors, what did you have for dinner Saturday? And then you know whether they were telling the truth or not. When they say they went to heaven and they saw their dead relatives and Jesus, you can't verify any of that, right? So the veridical part is extremely valuable because it shows that you exist apart from your body and you can perceive things without your eyes, without your ears, without your organs. And that is what we've been saying all along. The Christian worldview is that humans are embodied souls. The naturalist worldview is that we're just bodies with like a biological computer as a brain. So that's the huge disconnect. Well, the near-death experience completely destroys the idea that you're just a body, just a, a meat computer. Because it shows that you can perceive, you can hear, and you can remember things when you're not even conscious. Today, we are spotlighting the late Chris Putnam's book, The Supernatural Worldview. You can order a copy now by calling 1-800-652-1144, or you can order online at swrc.com. Why not order a copy for a friend, family member, or even your pastor? Let's go back to the radio archive for more with Chris Putnam. In an interview about the supernatural worldview recorded not long before his death, Chris spoke about near-death experiences and gave an example of a migrant worker named Maria. First, I would like to credit Dr. Gary Habermas at Liberty University. He's the one that really investigated this case, one of the premier Christian philosophers, and he actually interviewed all the people involved in this, and so it's, it's very verified. Uh, Maria was a migrant worker, went into cardiac arrest, had never been to this town before, wheeled into the emergency room, basically flatlined. They revive her, they bring her back alive. The, the social worker comes to interview her and ask her what happened. She goes, I left my body, I floated above the hospital. Oh, by the way, on the ledge of the third floor, whatever it was, there's a red shoe, and it's sitting on the lace, it has a hole in the corner of the pinky toe, and, you know, she described it in great detail, right? Nobody really believed her, but she finally talked the social worker into going to look for it. She found it exactly as described. This lady had never even been to that town, so how did she see that? And Dr. Habermas called the social worker and verified all those facts, and it's absolutely true. With so much out there about near-death experiences that is not necessarily biblical, what should Christians think about near-death experiences? Let's listen again to Chris Putnam as he answers that question. What I recommend in the book is that we embrace the veridical part because it proves what we've been saying for 2,000 years. You're an embodied soul. You exist apart from your body. That nature is not ultimate, okay? That part is gold. The transcendental part, is, it seems subjective. I've read hundreds of cases. Muslims will see Allah, okay? Indian we'll see one of their 30 million gods that they have. Christians see Jesus. 
Colton Burpo, everybody had wings in heaven. You don't see that in the Bible. So there's a subjective element that seems to be where your brain fills in the gaps or something going on. My working theory is that they're probably not even in heaven proper. I think there's kind of a middle area that's kind of like maybe a sorting area. One of the common elements of NDEs is people experience a life review. Okay, they see their whole life. One of the more interesting things is most of those people say, I felt the way the people I hurt felt. I felt their feelings. And I didn't even know that I'd hurt their feelings. But when I went through this review, I felt their pain. Now, who's keeping track of that? They weren't even aware of it. So that tells me there's an ultimate source that's keeping track. I'm James Collins, and you are listening to portions of an interview with the late Chris Putnam about his book, The Supernatural Worldview. In the book, Chris wrote about people who are not Christians, who have near-death experiences, and have personal relationship problems after their experience. I think a lot of them come back with a feeling that they're special, that they've been chosen, and it creates a lack of humility, perhaps, and their relatives don't relate to them anymore, and they end up divorced. That's not a good thing. The other thing is many of them report having psychic powers after these things. Now, if you read occult literature, a lot of people believe when they leave their bodies and they go to these other realms that they come across entities that are like the guardians of the other realm. I wonder if they're not actually having an entity attachment, perhaps a demonization, something like that, that's causing some of these psychic powers. Because some of the secular people that come back, they're expressing... A oneist theology, an Eastern pantheistic theology, that's the most popular expression. So I kind of think the NDE is being used by the enemy to promote universalism, pantheism, and this what I call oneism, that all is one. In The Supernatural Worldview, Chris Putnam wrote about psychic premonitions. One of the more famous cases was that of President Abraham Lincoln, who had a premonition that he would be killed. It was actually written down before he died. So this is documented as a real prophetic dream. Lincoln had a dream that he came down the stairs and there was a coffin and he looked in it and it was himself. This was two days before he was shot. You know, he didn't necessarily believe it, didn't really scare him, but it came to pass. What do you do with that? I don't know. But obviously there was something very real about it. Very few people are aware that 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 even happened, but that's the president of the United States had a precognitive dream about his own death. In the supernatural worldview, Chris Putnam cited research that looked at the percentage of seats that were filled on trains and airplanes that crashed. I studied parapsychology with real parapsychologists who studied these things, right? And one of these guys wrote a paper in a scientific journal where he contacted train companies about attendance on trains on days of accidents. Consistently across the board, there's... 30 to 50% less attendance on the days of accidents. Now, a parapsychologist has a scientific kind of worldview, typically. Even though they're looking at all this weird stuff, they think like naturalists. So their first thing is, oh, they had a premonition. They had precognition. It was a human ability. They saw the future. Now, I was kind of a fly in the ointment. How do you know it wasn't an angel whispering in their ear, don't take the train today. You don't know that, do you? So maybe it's not a human ability. Maybe God told him. To illustrate his point, Chris told a story that happened in 1876 when a man named Captain McGowan had a premonition not to take his sons to a theater. 
He had bought tickets to the play, and they even have the tickets. It's an old copy of the Journal of Psychical Research from the 19th century. And yeah, he was planning to take his sons to see this play. He kept hearing a voice, don't go, don't go. He didn't go. The whole theater burned down that night. And in fact, the seats that they had, they would have died. The book is called The Supernatural Worldview by Chris Putnam. I'm James Collins, and you are listening to portions of an interview with Chris recorded not long before his death. If you'd like to purchase a copy of The Supernatural Worldview, you can order by calling 1-800-652-1144 or online at swrc.com. Let's listen again as Chris describes studying the 19th century naturalists. Naturalism, it's a hopeless worldview. I mean, there's no afterlife. If you can lie and cheat and get away with it, you get away with it. So it's not a very appealing worldview when it comes down to that. Everyone recognizes that, even the naturalists. So these guys in the late 19th century were saying, you know, there has to be something more. And so what they were looking at mainly was mediums at first, you know, people that said they could contact the dead. And so a lot of it was debunking because a lot of the mediums were frauds and they debunked quite a few of them. Some of them were debunked. Now, I'm not saying they were real. I'm not saying they really were talking to the dead, but something was going on. And so there's all these journals from that period of time where these guys were doing that. I'm more interested in their work with ESP, extrasensory perception, because I think they actually did prove that. By the early 20th century, I think there was enough evidence to really solidly say that people have the ability to sense things that we wouldn't normally think we could. In the supernatural worldview, not only did Chris Putnam examine the history of ESP, but he also looked at recent scientific studies on the topic. Now, this is very recent work. It's by Dr. Dean Radin. He has a PhD in physics and a PhD in psychology. So he's a very highly qualified parapsychologist in that he has all the scientific background. He set up an experiment with a computer screen and there's a standard set of psychological images, okay, that all psychologists use. Some of them are just mundane things like a pencil and a piece of paper. Should have no emotional reaction, really, right? A tree in the woods. And then a violent car accident, which should give you an emotional reaction. So on the screen, these images flash by, you know, 15 seconds between them. The person's hooked up to all kinds of equipment. It measures what they call dermal conductivity, which is like if you sweat a little bit, it conducts electricity. So they can measure that. They measure pupil dilation, blood pressure, heart rate, just your state of arousal, okay? So you're all hooked up. The images go by. You know, mundane image goes by, nothing happens. Car accident, you know, you spike, right? What they've noticed consistently, now repeated probably in four or five different labs, is that the spike of the arousal happens three seconds before you see the image. And it doesn't happen at all on the other images. So they're anticipating the future. The natural view often leads to oneism. Chris explains oneism. Pantheism is that nature is God, or God is nature, or God is in nature. There's one called panentheism, which means we're all part of God. But it's basically that like Gaia, the earth is alive, but it's basically that God is nature, or within nature. Monotheism is that God is supernatural outside of nature, created nature. And that really comes down to Romans chapter 1, verse 25. They exchange the truth of God for a lie and worship created things rather than the creator. And you can divide almost all religious worldviews right 
down that line. You wouldn't think that oneism is the dominant spirituality in America, but it really is. And in some ways it's subtle, but okay, even naturalism, Richard Dawkins, you know, the atheist, what are they saying? They're saying everything is nature. Isn't that oneism? It's not spiritual, but it is all as one. It's nature. Most popular beliefs, people that just kind of adopt it by osmosis, it's pluralism. It's the idea that all religions are speaking to the same truth, praying to the same God, that the details don't really matter. Today, most people do not believe in demons. However, demons are very real. From his book, The Supernatural Worldview, here is Chris Putnam once again discussing demons. If we believe the Bible, they're absolutely real. Okay. I don't have any problem believing that. But what are they is an open question. I think our language is very imprecise. If you look at the Greek term, it meant anything from the Greek gods to human ghosts to you know lesser spirits. So it was a whole host of things. It didn't really come to believe, you know, like the fallen angel view probably didn't even come into prominence until two, three hundred AD. And you know, most Christians probably believed the Book of Enoch and thought they were the spirits of the Nephilim. So that was probably the dominant view of the apostle. When asked why he wrote The Supernatural Worldview, here is what Chris Putnam had to say. I wrote the book for two audiences. One, the church, who I feel is ill-prepared to deal with things like ESP, with ghosts, you know, with these, these strange topics, because we've been told to avoid them because they're occult and they're dangerous. And that's true to an extent, yet there's no virtue in being ignorant, you know, not having a, a coherent answer. So I wanted the church to at least be informed about what the issues are, what the evidence is, so we're not dismissive. You know, at least we understand what's going on. I wrote it for the church in that regard. I also wrote it for people coming out of the paranormal, you know, who have experienced these things and gotten poor answers from the church in the past, saying, you know, the Bible does address these things in ways that maybe you're not aware of, and to make them aware that there are biblical responses to some of these things that they weren't aware of. I'm James Collins, and you've been listening to the late Chris Putnam talk about his book, The Supernatural Worldview, which is available now by calling 1-800-652-1144 or order online at swrc.com. Today in our Resource Center, we have Chris Putnam's book, The Supernatural Worldview, and Terry James's book entitled Cauldron. The Supernatural Worldview offers a close and careful look at supernatural and paranormal phenomena through the lens of biblical scholarship, while the book Cauldron examines the supernatural implications of the current Middle East and why what happens next will be important to you. Order both The Supernatural Worldview and Cauldron today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order these resources online, swrc.com. Today's Bible in the News report comes to us from Marvin McIlvaney as he takes a look at the prosperity gospel. It takes a big man to admit they were wrong. At least, that's what my dad used to tell me. I find most people rarely admit they were wrong. That's why it came as a surprise to me that Crefro Dollar, the American televangelist, founder, and senior pastor of the Atlanta-based megachurch World Changers Church International, recently confessed to his congregation that his past teachings on tithing were wrong. 
Dollar, an advocate and supporter of the prosperity gospel, issued his remarks during a sermon titled The Great Misunderstanding. Dollar has been no stranger to controversy. For many years, he taught the so-called prosperity gospel doctrine, the belief that God will bless those who give their money to him. In 2015, he was criticized for raising money for a $60 million private jet. In 2012, the televangelist was arrested for allegedly choking his 15-year-old daughter. Prosperity theology, sometimes referred to as the prosperity gospel, the health and wealth gospel, the gospel of success, or seed faith, is a religious belief among some Christians that financial blessing and physical well-being are always the will of God for them, and that faith, positive speech, and donations to religious causes will increase one's material wealth. Material, and especially financial success, is seen as a sign of divine favor. As we all know, the practices of some preachers have attracted scandal, and some have been charged with financial fraud. Prosperity theology views the Bible as a contract between God and humans. If humans have faith in God, He will deliver security and prosperity. The doctrine emphasizes the importance of personal empowerment, proposing that it is God's will for His people to be blessed. The atonement, the reconciliation with God, is interpreted to include the alleviation of sickness and poverty, which are viewed as curses to be broken by faith. This is believed to be achieved through donations of money, visualization, and positive confession. Another Atlanta pastor, Michael Clayton Harris, called on Dollar to give people a refund for his teachings, pointing to the story of Zacchaeus, a tax collector in the New Testament, who repaid people four times the amount he had stolen from them. Throughout his message, Dollar stressed that there is a distinction between the Old and New Testaments when it comes to tithing. In Old Testament law, God's people were required to give 10% of their income. But in the New Testament, that law no longer applies, as believers can give as much as they are able to the Lord. We read in Luke 12:15, And he said unto them, Take heed, and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be? which thou hast provided. So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Today in the Resource Center, we have Chris Putnam's book, The Supernatural Worldview, and Terry James's book entitled Cauldron. The Supernatural Worldview offers a close and careful look at supernatural and paranormal phenomena through the lens of biblical scholarship. While the book Cauldron examines the supernatural implications of the current Middle East, and why what happens next will be important to you. 
Order both The Supernatural Worldview and Cauldron today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order online, swrc.com. Friends, would you please consider sharing a financial gift with Watchmen on the Wall today? Your help is greatly appreciated and needed. You can give online, swrc.com, or by calling 1-800-652-1144. Thank you. Tomorrow, James Collins and prophecy expert Jimmy Phillips will be looking at Bible prophecy and the end times. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.